Welcome to today's home. I'm Diane Plessett, certified master kitchen bath designer and aging in place specialist, here to talk about anything and everything that affects your home and lifestyle. Today, my husband and I are having a one-on-one -on -one discussion about music. Let's get started. Music is love. Love is music. Music has been the most important part of my life. I started taking piano lessons when I was eight. My first teacher was my godmother, Mama Chin. She taught me the basics of technique and timing. Her greatest gift, though, was a love of music that has endured. That's what music is all about. It touches and inspires us in ways that nothing else can. It's a universal language that everyone understands. It's the loom upon which our individual fibers are woven into the miraculous, colorful tapestry that blankets our precious earth. As the oldest daughter in an alcoholic family, I could tell Beethoven, Bach, Chopin, Debussy, and Rachmaninoff about everything that burdened me. After hours of conversation with them at my old upright piano, I stepped away feeling and knowing that everything would be all right. Have you had similar experiences in your life where music has helped you? Last week, Jay and I were fortunate to tune in to a rebroadcast CBS program produced by James Corden that featured Paul McCartney. If you're a Beatles fan, I know you'll love it. Everywhere they went, okay, they were in Liverpool. Crowds of people gathered around. Paul was so gracious with everyone. I don't know how word got out when they visited Paul's childhood home, but the streets were lined with cheering fans of all ages. Yes, and in the local pub where Paul and his band played shortened versions of many Beatles hits, the audience included old and young and every generation in between. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the room had four generations of Beatles followers. It's obvious that Paul McCartney loves music. When he talks about it, when he plays it, his inner light shines. Did you know that he's composed classical music? His first was the Liverpool Oratorio in 1991, followed by Standing Stone, recorded in 2001, and Behold My Heart, that was recorded in 2007. He has a new composition commissioned by the New York City Ballet, Ocean's Kingdom. All of his music has been at the top of different charts. We are lucky to be surrounded by thousands of composers of all genres. We fall in love with music for the way it touches our soul, whether it's country, rock, blues, jazz, or classical, or a mashup of them. Many composers and performers cross over from one genre to another, like Paul McCartney has over the past 59 years. Jay and I met because of a shared love of music. When we started dating, he introduced me to Mannheim Steamroller. I'll never forget our drive through the Sequoias National Park in his convertible, listening to fresh air on a hot day in July. The air was heavy with the aroma of the evergreen trees. We have been avid fans of Mannheim Steamroller to this day. When I decided to launch Today's Home, my internet radio program, they allowed me to use Wolfgang Amadeus Penguin as the theme song. Every time I hear it, I'm filled with childlike glee to get up and march around the room. 
Music inspires us, motivates us, connects us in ways that nothing else can. I love this quote from Leopold Stokowski. A painter paints pictures on canvas, but musicians paint their pictures on silence. Music is a very personal form of creative self-expression, whether we're listening to it or playing an instrument. Whether we're in a large auditorium with 30,000 other people or riding alone in our car on the way to work. Whether we're rocking out to the oldies while we clean our home or centering ourselves with soft meditation music in the middle of the night. Several years ago, I learned about Louise Hay's positive affirmations. I decided to record them to overcome the anxiety that's plagued me most of my life. The recordings were okay, but became a listening staple after I added soft background music. Last year, when we had a special dinner, we played the same music. All of our guests commented about how the music created an unforgettable ambiance. I'm fortunate that Jay knew how to create this ambiance in our home. One of his first jobs was making Infinity speakers before he went to work at Sound Systems in San Francisco. We have speakers in every room that can play from anywhere through a small computer called an Orange Pi. I'll let him describe it to you. Hi, Jay. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm certainly glad to be here. Uh, I have in my hand a Raspberry Pi, which oh. is the original single board, almost toy computer. It's about the size of a deck of playing cards. It is. And it has connections on one end and a place you put a, a memory card in the other end. It costs a rousing $35. Really? And it's a rather complete little computer. I'm amazed. I'm used to, when I got... You know, I first started working for a company. I worked at United Data Processing in Portland. And we had computers that were as large as a lot of buildings. <laughs> and we had to have every room cold with air conditioning. Well, back in those days, my mother worked on campus at UCLA for IBM. Okay. And in the one building on campus at that time that was air-conditioned because the computer had vacuum tubes in it <laughs> and the air conditioning was required so that it didn't burn up. The Raspberry Pi is actually more powerful than that room-sized piece of equipment. Oh my gosh, really? And your smartphone is even more powerful. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Well, that's technology marching forward. It does that. So how did you discover the Raspberry Pi? I'm active in a web conference called DIY Audio. Okay. These are a bunch of people all over the world that like to get better sounding music and like to build it. Okay. And I read uh, a story by one of the authors there about building his own system with a Raspberry Pi. And so you said, why not? Well, at that time, our system was as complicated as old school really gets. 
Is that when we had the phase linear, or do we still have the phase linear? We still have the phase linear, and <laughs> it is very old school. That was my father's amplifier before he passed away. But our system you know, has what was only becoming popular back when we closed the stereo store. We have a pair of small satellite speakers, and they're about the size of a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And we've had a subwoofer, a single subwoofer, in our last two houses. Right. Which I built because I don't like buying if I can build it for a lot less. Uh-huh. And when we designed this house, we decided to put four smaller subwoofers in the columns in the living room. And those columns are non-structural, so we had lots of room to put in batting to dampen the sound. One of our contractors built cabinets into those columns for the speakers because we really didn't need most of that space. That would be a lot of vibration, wouldn't it? It's a matter of tuning the cabinet size to the speaker driver. Uh-huh. The trick with subwoofers is they typically need a separate amplifier for just the bass. Okay. And the device that separates the bass is called a crossover. Right. And I designed and built the crossover myself uh-huh. and was never 100% happy with it. Okay. And we used an old laptop computer <laughs> to play the music. I remember that. It had a cracked screen or something like that. It definitely had a... Well, I stepped on it. That was the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But it worked okay. It's just it wasn't terribly good sounding. It was an old Toshiba that company I worked for provided. And when it got very tired, they weren't interested in getting it back. So I still have it, and it still runs kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what happens with old computers, right? So the whole idea with the Raspberry Pi or the Orange Pi I bought, which is a slightly fancier version, is that not only does it play all of the music, which we have on hard drive, but it does the crossover digitally. Really? Wow. I didn't realize that. And that was really the whole idea of getting it, was to replace the laptop with something that would sound better mm-hmm. and work better and not require me to fiddle with operational amplifiers, chips, fine wiring, power supplies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All those wires. And all of that. It sits there in the cabinet. It's on all the time because it uses about as much power as a nightlight. Okay. That's good. And it works, and it's worked for three years now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing that I love about it is it's so convenient because we can turn on music anywhere in the house from any computer that connects up with the Orange Pie. Well, not only any computer, but there are client applications for tablets and phones. Right. So, yeah, we can play anything in our library. Uh, we've taken all of our CDs and put them in the computer. And you've ripped many of our vinyl albums, too. And as I get around to it, I play the vinyl albums into the computer, you know, things that we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fairly often are candidates. Mm-hmm. There is a movement among the what I call the audio loonies. 
that uh, say that vinyl sounds better than CD. I'm not buying it. Well, these are the same people who said that monster cables sounded better than other options, right? Well, you know, our salespeople proved that to me. Okay. And I understand why monster cable sounds better than lamp cord. Okay. Is it about the separation of the, of the wires or something? It's about the resistance in the wire. Oh, okay. The, the heavier wire gives the amplifier better control over the speaker. Okay. And there's less loss in it. However, the cost differential for what's really a very minor change. Basically, I said when we were wiring our house, let's use speaker cable, not monster cable. For the difference in cost, that would have been a few hundred dollars to wire the house with something equivalent to monster cable versus what we did wire it with. And it sounds great. And it sounds great. You've heard me and you've accommodated me when I'm in the mood for loud music and I want to dust the house. <laughs> and I want to play something like Blue Man Group or Japanese taiko drum recordings or the soundtrack from Blast. All I have to do is turn up the volume and sit in the living room. Our system does play loud when you ask it to. It also plays quietly and it still sounds good. That's right. And that's part of what makes a good sound system is that the volume isn't part of the sound. And people are learning that... With especially with a lot of the earbuds that we're wearing. It can be detrimental to our hearing if we listen to music that's very loud consistently. Yes. Too loud anything, rock concerts especially, uh-huh. earbuds turned up can permanently damage your hearing. Yep. Well, now technology has made it possible for more of us to enjoy music anywhere without investing a fortune, unless we want to, that is. Without getting into statistics or anything like that, how do you describe the world we're in right now with technology and music? What I'm seeing is that more and more people are doing what's called streaming. Okay. That's iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services. And people have these smart speaker things like Alexa and the other ones. You can just tell it, play, and name something, and it'll play it. How good does it sound, though? Well, some of them sound better than others, but virtually every one of them has a socket you can plug in an external speaker. Oh, that's great. And, you know, speakers, good speakers, you can buy kits from $100, $200, $300. You can buy an amplifier for $50. Mm -hmm. And you can have really very good sound without breaking the bank and without going nuts. It's wonderful. Music is the one thing, is the one constant in our lives that we really need. And as our world gets crazier, our need for music, I think, gets larger. Well, people are statistically listening to more hours of music today than they were 10 years ago. That's amazing. Oh, it's more convenient. Yep. Well, I'm going to close this segment, and I have a couple of little comments to make. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I'll give you some links to put in your blog. Okay. About, Wonderful. About you know, where to get stuff and what things are worth looking at. You know, Jay, I've said this before, and I'll say it again and again and again until people are sick of hearing me say it. I am so glad when I moved to San Francisco I had stereo problems. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know how you love to listen to music, and you know what you want to listen to to help you get through the daily challenges that life presents. The absolute glorious thing about 
today's music is its universality, its ability to touch the spirits of everyone around the world instantaneously, simultaneously. Music doesn't care what our cultural heritage is or what political party we belong to. While we're listening, we're connected to everyone else who is, has been, or will be listening to the same music. I think that's a wonderful gift. Thank you for listening to Today's Home. A new blog and podcast is uploaded every week to provide inspired ideas for your home and lifestyle. Next week, we're going to be talking about a listener favorite, products for your home. Tell your family and friends about us and visit our website, www.dp-design.com, where you can download podcasts of previous programs and get a list of upcoming programs. Follow us on social media and recommend today's home to your family, friends, and business associates. This is Diane Plessett, your host of Today's Home. Enjoy the coming week.